0: sharing success stories and motivating others join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary hey there podcasters are you looking to take your show to the next level let me introduce you to podtask the innovative platform that simplifies the podcasting process and equips you with the tools you need to succeed With Podtask, you can say goodbye to the headache of managing multiple tasks and deadlines. This app provides a comprehensive systemization and task management platform that helps you streamline the podcasting process. And it doesn't just stop there. Podtask also offers AI based marketing tools to give your podcast a competitive edge. As a fellow podcaster, I know from experience how important it is to have a reliable and efficient tool like Podtask to keep you on track. It helped me save so much time in post-production, which allows me to focus on what really matters, creating great content for my listeners. So if you want to take your podcast to the next level, be sure to check out PodTask. As a special offer to my listeners, you can sign up today and get started with their free forever plan by visiting creativevisionariespodcast.com forward slash podtask hi everyone thank you so much for joining us again on the creative visionaries podcast today i have the pleasure of introducing you to our guest aaron shapiro aaron is a seasoned entrepreneur and marketing leader who is currently the ceo of product and is on a mission to help businesses prepare for the future by adapting to new technologies markets and customer needs while also meeting the increasing demand of sustainable development all right, so let's jump right in. So, Aaron, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, your company product.
1: Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Tori. It's great to be here. Uh, so uh, so I'm a career-long uh, technology marketing person, for, for for lack of a better word. i spent my whole career kind of the intersection of those two things. Um, and I've, through that, done a bunch of startups. So my first company was called Silverpop, which was marketing automation software, that we sold to IBM. After that, I started a digital agency called Huge, uh, which did large-scale business transformation for clients. We had 1,500 employees with big companies like Nike, McDonald's, Google, Apple as clients helping their marketing activities. And more recently, I started a new agency called Product, um, which is doing similar kind of work, but really tailored for this new AI world that we're in today.
0: Yeah. So is that the opportunity that you saw when you were getting ready to create this company? Was this this new technology, the new market that's coming in and just filling that need and filling that void? Is that how this came about?
1: Yeah, it was certainly a big part of it. So what happened was I sold huge right before the pandemic and left uh, the company as a result. Um, we sold it to Interpublic, which is one of the big agency holding companies. And after after that, I actually was away from the agency world for a few years and, and did some different types of startups that I won't bore you with. Um, one of them was actually an insurance that's actually doing pretty well. And then after that, I was and then um, and then what happened was a few former colleagues from Huge and some clients started to reach out to me uh, just about a year ago. And it got me thinking about marketing and where the world is going. And, and what occurred to me was that the world has changed a lot in the last few years, which we can talk about. But yeah. a lot of the kind of agencies and services that marketers were providing, agencies were providing to marketers hadn't really changed that much. So I thought it would be an interesting time to start a new agency, and it kind of came together pretty quickly. And so we actually, uh, the company got off the ground over the last few months.
0: You know, it's interesting when you talk about agencies and and not adapting to technology, it's almost, well, it obviously is to their uh, dismay to not be innovative and and stay up with the technology, because if a company is going to continue with their tried and true, quote unquote, uh, methods, um, they're not going to meet the audience or the market or the industry where they are. So talk about the rapid changes that you've seen in just probably even the last couple months and years uh, with technology and marketing.
1: Well, there are a lot of things that are different. And a lot of it is from, you know, the pandemic that we're kind of all sick of talking about. But there is one thing I will talk about that that's kind of interesting, which is, you know, first of all, as, as as we all know, you know, overnight the world closed and we all went to digital, right? And so you had six years of digital adoption overnight, where we kind of realized the promise of what the internet was supposed to be. You know, those of us from the early days of the internet would always talk about, oh, you can get anything at your fingertips and you click a button and so forth. And then the pandemic happened and that really happened, right? We're all <laughs> doing Zooms, everything else, right? It but forced what's interesting us is that to that, Right. Started, That's right. It forced us. That's right. It basically forced all the digital adoption that that we marketers have been preaching for years and years has to happen. Everyone was forced to do it. But what's interesting is that when the world opened back up, we reached saturation point and internet usage actually declined over the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, where as we went out into the real world, people started using the internet less. And so for the first time in, you know, really since the beginning, you have a decline in internet usage, you have less marketing spend going on on the internet. Um, you have um you have layoffs at a lot of the big companies, stock prices are down. Once high-flying companies like uh, like Peloton are kind of a vestige of of what it used to be. So it's really this fascinating shift where for the first time the internet is is at saturation, and that forces marketers to think about stuff at the same in a very different way. But then just as this thing happened, you have this whole tectonic shift of Chat GPT and mid-journey and all of this AI coming out that really kind of changes the whole world again. And so it's yeah. at this interesting inflection point where just as everything is kind of fully saturated, you have the landscape changing once again. And that's the environment that we're in now. So it's a really interesting time to start to think about how marketing and technology comes together and what's consumer behavior going to be like over the next few years just since it's changing so rapidly.
0: Yeah, and do you think uh, you that... Know, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I know... Uh, for us in the marketing industry, we're obviously aware of the AI and ChatGPT and all of the technologies. But do you, do you find that consumers aren't necessarily up to speed on that type of stuff, and and it's you know um, more focused towards the consumer behavior versus the tools that are used on the back end?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. Well, what is amazing is ChatGPT. They claim at least have a hundred million users. Which, if that's true, and it probably is, you know, that makes it by far the fastest growing application in history to get that level of volume. You're talking about 100 million people overnight from in a matter of weeks, right? This thing launched in November, so yeah. it's pretty incredible. But when you, but so far the biggest impact, to your point, has really been in the behind the scenes where AI has really been until now a quiet revolution in marketing. You know, if you think about think about media buying and planning, for example, which I, which I love is the best example of this, right? You know. A certain number of years ago, you had the old school media buyers and planners, right? The people would decide like with spreadsheets, oh, we're going to advertise this way, this way, and that way. This is how you're going to reach your customer. Nowadays, we don't even think about it, but the algorithms are all better, right? I mean, Google and Facebook and like Meta, TikTok, they're all better at finding our audience than any human could ever find those people online, right? And that, that that's all AI and that automation is happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing a lot of customer experiences, right? Think about TikTok, the mo- now the most used app in the world and the the TikTok feed that I get is AI generated, and that's different than your TikTok feed, right? So everyone has a unique TikTok feed, and that's all AI generated. so it's it's out there around the world. What the change that happened in the last few months, that's so that's so big, was that for the first time, you have what's called generative AI, which is AI is actually creating things, right? They'll be able to create images, create essays, articles. And that really burst this quiet revolution into the mainstream where where everybody can start to see how big a shift ai has happened and is happening and you fast forward you know this is like the first inning of a massive shift that's happening um throughout technology marketing that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal
0: as a podcaster you know that creating great content is only half the battle that's where remarker comes in remarker is a podcast branding production and marketing solution whether you're a seasoned podcaster or just starting out Remarker will help you grow your show and build your authority. So why wait? Head to creativevisionariespodcast.com/remarker. That's R E M A R K R where you can book a demo and discover how Remarker's full-service approach can benefit you and your podcast. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and I hear the buzz, you know, in my circles and and with my other agency friends and stuff like that about, you know, this this fear. So there's so much fear that people have kind of expressed on, you know, is this AI technology going to take over my job? Is it going to do a better job than I can? And so it's interesting, you know, from a, a company perspective to think about, you know, and and for my opinion I don't I don't necessarily think that the technology is going to take over your job I think it's only going to make your job easier and enhance the right. uh the level of uh content and you know whatever um marketing that you do so I'd love to hear your kind of opinion on that that fear and um question that the industry's asking
1: yeah I mean there's I would say there's certainly fear that you read about it in the press but those people who are really using the technology hands-on like like we're doing within product we think that it's one of the biggest creation tools that ever existed where it's a phenomenal tool for creatives to produce better work and i'll, I'll give you an example you know let's say that there's a few ways it's being used but a most basically let's say that a creative wants to they have an idea oh we should create a campaign for you know that has something silly like a frog jumping down the street you know holding a balloon right well in the old days you'd have to kind of like, how would you make a photo of that? It'd be pretty tricky, right? You'd have to do all this Photoshopping work and stuff like that and figure it out. Whereas maybe hire an illustrator. Now you could go into into these image generation tools like Midjourney and just type in the queries and tweak it and have that that image that you imagine in your head in a matter of seconds. So if you think about brainstorming, it's a real game changer for stuff like that. Uh, Similarly, after produce SEO content. You know, it'll produce a great first draft for you, but... It may not be factually accurate so on and so forth so you do have to make you know give it voice personality make it sure it's factually accurate there's a lot of stuff you have to do but as a first cut it's an it's a phenomenal tool so we see that this is really an empowering tool that helps people um, think of better ideas get more ideas out faster Uh, it certainly drops the cost of production way 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 down you know you can imagine that that frog example imagine five or six years from now where these these tools are good enough to create full videos, wow. which is very early days right now. You can imagine a creative creates a full thirty second ad for you know for YouTube just by tweaking giving directions to an algorithm and tweaking it right and then it gets generated automatically. no more production and fast fancy video shoots that that world is certainly coming, yeah. but But you think about from a creative standpoint, that unlocks a lot of creative potential for creatives that didn't exist before because of the logistical barriers and cost of production. So we think that it's a very empowering tool and something that is going to end up uh, making marketing more effective at the end of the day.
0: And do you think, you know, there's obviously a range of uh, marketing companies out there, right? The the large-scale companies, small uh, startups, um, kind of solopreneurs. Do you think that the AI technology is going to somehow bridge the gap between those agencies because they have this technology at their hands to, you know, produce higher quality content?
1: Definitely. I definitely think it's going to bridge the gap. And it's, you know, there there's an inherent conflict with all large agencies, which is that They're public so they have a financial incentive to make the most money possible yet they bill hours at the end of the day which means you have to which means your incentive to spend more and more time on clients even if they don't necessarily need the work right it's inherent conflict that exists and Mm. um, and so a lot of those those that ai does create a problem for a lot of those firms because it basically to your point um reduces the amount of time required for a lot of tasks which makes things more cheaper and efficient But it's very empowering for smaller agencies and smaller firms because it does allow you to do things that you might need much bigger budgets for. It's also good for uh, it's good for advertisers in a few different ways. I mean, it's good for smaller advertisers for the same reason for cost, but it's actually good for larger advertisers, too, because of testing. So one of the things that we do at Product is, you know, used to be in the old world, you have these the, the marketing strategists would create all this fancy analysis about what the right messaging is. And then you might have a creative do these big ideas and then you basically betting it all on the, you know, the lottery of, of a production and the ads to see if this, this big TV spot resonates, right? But now what you can do is you could actually ineffective, you could very cheaply develop lots of low fidelity ads with AI, even if they're just photos and images to test tons and tons of messages, tons of creative approaches, and then run it cheaply on social to see what engages the best. And then the winning stuff is what you produce. So it eliminates a lot of the guesswork in marketing because you can test and measure so much more effectively because it's so much cheaper to be able to do that, which you couldn't do before AI was, was the tools were this advanced.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and, I think that's interesting because in marketing, a lot of what we do is testing, right? Testing and reviewing and tweaking and retesting. And so, if this bridges the gap too with that, you know, discovery phase uh, to find out what market um, your your audience is um, resonating with and the content that they're resonating with, it's going to, for sure, enhance the um, the the spin, right? So, so what they're yeah. So their, their ROI is going to be better and faster. So it's That's like, great. it's so cool to have this um, technology there to to help facilitate that process.
1: That's right. We, we have a client we're working with now that wants to uh, launch their product to a new market. And there's a lot of debate about which which, what's the right messaging, stuff like that. And the answer is, I don't know what the right answer is, right? But I do know that I can generate 200 derivatives of messages and really cheaply in a week and then we'll test to see what works and then we'll know the answer right that's a lot better than having all the wonky strategists in the world figure out the perfect thing where they're they're really just shooting in the dark so it's a it's you know to your point about how much people don't realize how much data-driven marketing is if they're not in the marketing world that's only the ai is only going to push that on steroids where every the level of testing is just going to go completely next level uh we often talk internally the idea of data-driven creative right. Let's remove all the subjectivity out of creative, make it totally data-driven, all testing, because we can do that now. Something we couldn't even do three or four years ago.
0: Yeah. So I want to ask a question outside of the, the AI technology, what's the difference now, if you were to look at marketing in a digital sense versus marketing in AI and technology, is there a difference or are they kind of blended at this point?
1: That's a really good question. I would say that today they're really completely blended. And the biggest the biggest change that's happened when you talk about this this saturation of, of digital and decline of digital spam that's happened recently in the last year is that a lot of the barriers have really gone away. And that's, and, and, and I'll give you another example of that, which is we have another client where the most successful advertising that running is on radio right now. And you wouldn't have thought, oh, how could old school radio work? Well, actually, well, you probably know doing podcasts, radio can work pretty well, right? But old school radio, like a lot of people are still driving around listening to the radio. And there was such a shift to digital that a lot of radio has actually gotten pretty cheap in terms of efficacy. So there, it's it really is, is a disservice to marketers to think about things as digital and not digital. It's just everything is technology driven. Everything is driven by AI. And there are lots of different channels. And some of them might have been legacy channels like print or radio. And some of them might yeah. be more modern you know technologies but not in channels like you know the internet but it's really all the same thing it's just where are people seeing your message and how do you efficiently get it there and how do you use technology and ai to to test and optimize and measure no matter what channel you're using uh direct mail too is the same story we're we're doing direct mail for for client right now right you'd never think oh how could a how could digital technology do to direct mail well similar story which is in some in some niches and markets direct mail actually does really well So it's really about being very agnostic and not having a bias about, about digital.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you bring up a good point about the, the traditional type of marketing, right? Like print or radio. And what I see now is leveraging technology and the digital aspect to track those traditional marketing methods because in the past it was like you send out a postcard you don't know who gets it you don't know if anybody (laughs) even read it so now it's it's like little things that we can do with qr codes or specific phone numbers or specific you know urls and domains to track you know somebody's visiting it based on this campaign that you're doing so it's thinking ahead and working smarter and and leveraging the the tools and resources that we have not necessarily all digital, but, you know, what meets our clients where they are.
1: Yeah, absolutely great. And a similar thing goes with with distribution, right? You have a lot of, you know, there's all this hubbub around around e-commerce and, you know, uh, Instacart and Uber and all these kind of things. And yes, those were all really transformative, but we've seen that that world is in saturation, which means that roughly 15% of all products we buy, plus from Midas, are bought online. Everything else is still bought in a store, right? And that's okay. And But the, it means that for many, many types of products, the strategy is still drive to retail. You know, yeah. you're selling, uh, you know, you're selling a product that a mom buys for her kids for a snack or for making dinner, right? That's gonna that for the foreseeable future, that's still gonna be bought in a supermarket mostly. So that means that you have to think about marketing in a really omni-channel way, where we have to drive to retail sometimes, and that's okay. That's consumer behavior. We we've seen that you can't just say, oh, you know, it's all gonna be the digital. You know, we have to sell it on Amazon, this and that. That's just not the case for every product. Yeah. And that's a bias that a lot of um, marketers used to have when they kind of grew up in this go-go days of the last decade where it was just growth forever and everything shifting for di- shifting digital forever. And th- those days are just over.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question, just kind of wrap things up. And, and the question would be, what advice would you give business owners who might not necessarily have a marketing person or a marketing firm or agency that they work with? what are some advice or tools that you could give them to kind of project uh their growth a little bit better in the marketing aspect
1: yeah, the i think the biggest advice i would give is is really to stick to the basics and do the basics well which is most people are buying products because you have a good product that solves a, a concrete problem and your existing customers love it and those customers tell other people that's how 99% of businesses grow, right? Um, Elon Musk, we can all, you know, critique now of like Elon Musk 2.0, Elon Musk 1.0. Back in the day when everyone thought he was a genius, used to make this great comment about how he doesn't advertise for Tesla because Tesla's greatest ad is the quality of its products and the customers, right? Of mm-hmm. course, post note that's backfired lately these people crit getting killed from you know self-driving cars. But back in the day, that was true, and I think that really resonates where that's really the most important thing. And I think a lot of companies think they can do shortcuts by, by, you know, doing too much marketing and this and that. But if you make the product great and customers love that product, you'll be successful and competition doesn't matter. And it's really about sticking to that basics that I recommend. And then marketing is about amplifying that story. Get that foundation in place. And then you can tell those stories of customers that love your product and you're gonna be even more successful.
0: Well, Aaron, thank you so much for sharing all this knowledge and, and having this great conversation with me. And, you know, I personally am fascinated with this conversation because it it is what I do. So I love it and I appreciate your time. So thank you for sharing your message. If someone is interested in in learning more about you or getting in contact, where could uh, where could we send the listeners?
1: Uh, the best place to go is productinc.com or my personal website, Shapiro.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And uh, let's go out there and make it a great day, guys.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.